Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody. All right, today we're talking about cheaters, the unfaithful. You know, cheating, it's its really the ultimate relationship violation and one of the most notorious relationship killers, especially if it involves not only a physical affair, but an emotional affair. And um, all affairs aren't created equal, but some of these relationships are, are brief, others are longer, and uh, a partner's infidelity can end the relationship, but not always. And so to understand how these different outcomes come about, we have to go back to the beginning, why people are unfaithful in their relationships in the first place. You know, and there's been a lot of studies about this. And one of them says that about half of the cheaters had only uh, did uh, reported having vaginal intercourse, which means that there was a lot of foreplay involved. And so, uh, you know, if, if uh, certainly if sex is part of the picture, but if cheating isn't entirely about sex and what's motivating people to be unfaithful, it's it's also a psychological thing. So there's lots of reasons. You know, there, there was a study with about 495 people uh, that reported that they did cheat in their relationship and to understand their actions. They gave them uh, several items, uh, essentially asking, you know, why did you do it? And the anal the analysis revealed that about eight key motivations, most of which didn't involve sex at all. For example, many had cheated due to anger, um, a lack of love, low commitment, esteem, uh, situation, neglect. Importantly, the reasons why they cheated not only impacted their affairs, but their primary relationship as well. You know, so motivations for cheating uh, uh, impact the length of an affair. And when people cheat due to anger or lack of love or variety or their affairs were longer, those that are motivated uh, 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 to have an affair had shorter affairs. But people that were trying to get an emotional outcome from the affair had much longer affairs. Uh, uh, women reportedly had longer affairs on the average than men. And also the affairs were longer, more emotionally satisfying when participants felt closer to their affair partner. And in the affairs, um, generally about 62% admitted to expressing affection for a new partner and having a, sex, a, a sexually explicit dialogue, which was also a big part of it. And roughly about four out of 10, 36%, had intimate conversations while one in 10 said, I love you. And those who reported less emotional connection to their primary relationship had more intimacy with their affair partner, perhaps as a way to seek out missing fulfillment. And, and so the key motivation for greater emotional intimacy with affair partners is a lack of love in the primary relationship. And similarly, when the affair is, is, is prompted back to a lack of love, people found the affair more intellectually and emotionally satisfying, but much less uh, so when the situation motivated the affair. And so much of the sexual activities in fair uh, involves kissing, my goodness, cuddling, 
Oh my gosh, masturbation, oral sex, vaginal sex, anal sex, and no uh, and no physical contact in even six uh, percent of the people was was also less common. So people with more satisfied sexuality with their affair partner when they cheated due to sexual desire and variety, as well as a lack of love but not when they were cheating because of the situation. Men and women reported similar frequencies of sex with the affair partner and did not differ in their sexual satisfaction levels in these studies. So, you know, we have to break this out and, and try to figure out what in the heck is going on. We typically think of cheating as a... a, 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 a Cladenstein Enterprise, the success of which depends on, on, on not getting uh, discovered. But some cheaters aren't as careful as others, perhaps intentionally. You know, sometimes people are looking to cause a divorce, but don't want to ask for one. And so they lack the courage to do that. But what they do is they somehow very loosely uh, uh, communicate in an affair. And basically, it alerts their partner to what's going on. You know, if you're going to have an affair, the bottom line is you better be prepared for a breakup. That is always in in the cards when it comes to people having affairs that are 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 not communicated and that are found out and you know why people cheat impacts how they handle it for example many cheaters confess their affair in fact there was about 50 50 split between disclosures and secret keepers women were more likely to fess up than men you know and and overall those who came clean were more likely to have cheated initially out of anger and neglect and not because of sexual desire or variety. So those motivations suggest that the confessions are likely to form retribution and more uh, uh, about being nasty than noble. However, those who come clean are also more likely to form a committed relationship with the affair partner. And so these are things that we have to understand. If the motivation is anger, the, the the that's usually coming that the primary partner's been unfaithful but before my affair my primary partner got into an argument which led to secret revenge if it's an esteem issue it's it's like this i i wanted to feel better about myself i wanted to assert my independence and autonomy if it's a lack of love I was not sure if I really loved my primary partner. I was not sure if my primary partner was the right person for me. If it's a low commitment, I was not very committed to my primary partner. Even though we were seeing each other, we were not technically in a relationship publicly. A need for a variety. Well, I wanted greater variety in sexual partners. Uh, if it's neglect, I felt neglected by my partner. So, you know, they were emotionally distant. That gives me justification for having an affair. Sexual desire. You know, I have a partner that lost interest. So my primary partner refused to perform or certain acts during sex that I normally enjoy. And also they're situational. Oh, you know, I was drunk and I was not thinking clearly. Or I was overwhelmed at the time due to external stressors like school or work or family issues. And I was just not thinking very clearly. Excuses, excuses, excuses. You know, it's really important for us to understand that the aftermath of an affair is a disaster. And it's a disaster that can cause enormous amounts of problems. One of the things is the mixed message as to whether or not it is the primary person that is receiving the fact that they're hearing about their partner having an affair. Number one is, why are you doing this to me? 
But the truth is, usually they're doing that because they want to do that. It is not about you. That's the whole point of why they're having an affair. It's not about you. It is about your partner wanting to have something different than you. And that is a sad thing to have to wrestle with, uh, especially if the apology is met with not being legitimate. You know, there's a whole lot of levels to, to people apologizing. And when people apologize, because that's their responsibility to apologize, that's fine. But if you don't have real, true understanding and empathy of the pain that you have caused, you may as well not apologize until you get to that. Because the truth is, your apologies are dry, stale, and very, very surfacy. And that's not a good thing to have when you make grave mistakes like having an affair. I mean, why would you take a covenant? Why would you take vows? Why would you get married in front of all those people to only have an affair? What is that about? You know, what's integrity? Well, integrity is what you do when nobody else is looking. And that says a lot about your character. And that says a lot about whether or not you're going to be alone when you're old. Because if you have no integrity, nobody really wants to spend time around you. You know, they don't want to spend time with you and your affairs. That's not cool. So let's look at men. You know, infidelity is devastating. You know, it causes a lot of pain, hurt, confusion. You know, it, it can really be tough to make sense of when you thought your relationship was strong and healthy. And exploring why men have affairs is complicated and it's tricky and involves considerations around psychological and emotional states sometimes cultural influences, and sometimes even physical needs. But it's important to remember that no two affairs are ever completely the same. That is to say, the underlying causes of each affair can vary drastically between men from one affair to the next. And by the way, we're also going to talk about women and how they approach affairs. But there are a few common reasons why men have affairs. There's, number one, a need for validation some men feel they need to prove something to themselves or others by having an affair. And a failing sense of self-esteem requiring external gratification from someone other than their significant other can lead them down that path. There's also revenge. You know, men can be very prideful. This can be due to feelings of anger or resentment stemming from conflicts between the couple and can be a consequence of having been cheated on themselves. Also, big one is opportunity. In cases where a man encounters what, what is seen as an easy opportunity for infidelity, such as when traveling away from their home, their significant other, or when a, 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 a temptress or tempter prevents them uh, presents themselves with the choice, the thrill of novelty, some men have affairs because of the thrill and the excitement that comes with it, the sense of danger, unpredictability that may be missing in the security of their relationship. Also, sexual needs. One of the most common reasons cited for infidelity is an unsatisfactory sex life. A man may seek out affairs to fulfill his physical needs in ways his partner can't or won't. Also, there's cultural pressure. In some cultures, it's seen as socially acceptable for a man to have more than one partner. And this concept of uh, 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 polymory or a polygamy can be influencing factor when men have affairs. So what kind of guys have affairs? Well, it's hard to predict when a man will have an affair, but uh, recognizable patterns exist among men who cheat. Number one, the womanizing male. This kind of person 
loves the thrill of the chase and the excitement of new romance. They crave attention. They crave flattery, admiration from women. And uh, th th his relationship with them often has more to do with the physical pleasure than emotional intimacy. So he's craving that flattery and admiration. And, and he's allured by the novelty. So he'll never stay with one person for too long and doesn't mind casual sex or one night stands. In fact, he prefers it that way so that he doesn't leave a trail behind. And at his core, the womanizer is driven by his own ego. So he needs to be seen as attractive and desirable, uh, uh, the one in the situation. He often sees himself as irresistible, can't understand why anyone wouldn't want him, and doesn't believe that any woman is beyond his reach. He's usually quite charming, which, in other words, narcissist, and uh, knows how to maneuver around people, which helps them get away with things or blur boundaries in relationships. He has no qualms with stringing people along or leading them, and he has mastered the art of seduction. This is the womanizer. Um, he also will argue that one woman is not enough and he has the right to explore. They may even believe having multiple partners as a natural since it's hardwired into men to spread their genes. You know, th this kind of womanizer uh, is emotionally unavailable. And that's a sad part of this person. They will rarely take responsibility for their action or feel any guilt about cheating because they don't engage necessarily from an emotional perspective. They're rather dry and unemotional people. They're rather analytical people. They're rather out of touch with their emotions. And surprisingly, these dry people that are often introverted and into themselves or very charming because they know how to work a crowd are also very narcissistic. Also, there's a warning sign of a womanizer. It's easy to fall in the trap of a womanizer as they come off really confident. They know how to talk their way into your good graces or be plainly manipulated. You know, they can easily convince you that you're reading too much into their behavior by gaslighting you. And the word womanizer will often flirt with other women right in front of you and expect no repercussions whatsoever he'll also overtly be complimentary constantly referring to another woman as hot or attractive even when you're around they try to normalize their behavior by making it appear that if they're doing something perfectly acceptable even if they're just gazing over at that person continuously you know uh the womanizer will also have a lot of sketchy friends or acquaintances who can vouch for him and they'll be all too willing to talk up his good qualities he'll also be prone to disappearing as he needs his alone time for to go and pursue other women so you know there's signs and we can read them there's also this thing called the opportunistic male and this person cheats because they see an opportunity to do it and in most cases the man doesn't feel trapped by their current relationship they're driven by impulse not calculated thought or deep feeling of dissatisfaction or unhappiness they um have to move on quickly once the experience is over and for them cheating isn't usually about finding someone new to be with but rather a momentary thrill and these men often see their infidelity as just a physical act and can't understand why it's such a big deal 
They don't consider that their actions have have emotional repercussions and can find it hard to relate to the pain that they cause. They don't. They think it was just a fleeting thing because in their mind, that's all it was. But the fact is, it says a lot about their character. You know, the opportunist may also be a, a serial cheater as he believes there's no harm in engaging a few harmless affairs as long as he doesn't get caught. And some of the scenarios are like at a party when wasted or drunk, looking for a temporary thrill, or on a business trip when away from their partner, or if someone flirts with them, giving them the green light to pursue something further, or when an old flame, through Facebook or whatever, re-enters their life, or when someone approaches them for a one-night stand. This could be someone in the same social circle. You know, there's a warning signs of this kind of person. One of the most challenging types of cheaters to spot is the opportunist, as they lack consistency and won't necessarily be unfaithful regularly. They don't have those distinct patterns. So typically, the opportunist won't be uh, uh, locked into any sort of routine. They might come home late from work for no good reason, or have sudden cancellations of plans with you that they can't explain, or they might be more eager to go out and socialize than usual, leaving you feeling like a third wheel. This is good signs to understand. This is how it works, folks. They may even start dressing better, buying new clothes without explanation, which could signal that they're trying to impress someone else. There's also the unhappy cheating male. The unhappy cheater is a man who feels that his current relationship isn't giving him what he needs, and he feels emotionally neglected or unappreciated, and that leads him to seek recognition wherever he can get it. And so often, the unhappiness is built up over months and years and eventually causes an emotional break within the relationship, and he believes another woman could give him what the current partner doesn't. And he feels entitled to that. And the second woman becomes the escape. And so she offers this temporary solace in which he can find comfort for his problems. However, it's usually only temporary. And for that kind of guy, cheating has become a way of avoiding that unhappy person. He has difficulty with issues in the relationship. He, it's a way of band-aiding over uncomfortable emotions and avoiding confrontation. This person has a lot of trouble with having conflict in their life. They do not like conflict. And if they are with somebody who enjoys a good debate or will call you out on your crap, they become a very suppressed, unhappy person. And many times this leads them to want to find an emotional connection elsewhere that has not got so much conflict in it. And some of the most common reasons that the unhappy cheater does this is his partner isn't paying enough, enough attention. Number one, he feels taken for granted. The relationship has become too predictable and boring. His partner is too demanding. He wants to feel desired and appreciated. And he's feeling neglected, lonely, and unloved. You know, the fact is, men want respect in a relationship. They want to feel like they have a voice. If they don't feel like they have a voice, then oftentimes they're going to look for where they do have a voice. The other susceptibility for people that are cheaters 
is their love language. And when people discover a person's love language and start taking that for granted and start showing expressive signs that they're aware of that person's love language and take advantage of it, that person has a more susceptibility to having an affair than not simply because they have a need for validation, for gifts, for time together. Whatever it is, whatever it is their love language is, that is the porthole, that is the front door to getting some kind of intimate relationship with that person. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back talk a little bit more about men cheaters, and then we're going to dive into women cheaters. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Dr. Connie Mariano is a groundbreaker. She was the White House physician to three presidents, toured the world on Air Force One, and has had countless amazing experiences. The one thing that life didn't prepare her for was becoming a widow. After losing her beloved husband, John, in a tragic accident, Dr. Connie joined the one million women who were widowed in the United States each year. While her journey as a widow has been one of intense grief and sorrow, it has also been one of extraordinary growth and rebirth. Now, Dr. Connie is sharing what she's learned, joined by her knowledgeable guests to help anyone struggling with this deeply personal and often lonely journey of their own. Tune into The Widow's Walk, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about cheaters, the, the unfaithful, I'm telling you. You know, warning signs of an unhappy male cheater is, uh, and sometimes this is with women too, is that uh, you may notice that your partner is becoming distant, uninterested in spending time together, generally not engaging in the relationship. And if so, this could signify that they're searching for something more elsewhere. Also, they may become increasingly critical of you and your relationship as if it's constantly on trial. You know, and they push you away through this by by basically interrogating you to justify any potential for cheating before it has even occurred. And amazingly, 
What's interesting about cheaters is they're usually more interested in the idea that their partner is having an affair because they want to justify their actions. And so they will project their insecurities of what they're thinking about or what they're setting themselves up or what they're doing on their partner to deflect, to make the partner more concerned about, I'm not having an affair. Why are they keep saying I'm going to have an affair? I'm not having it. And then all of a sudden they find out that their partner is having the affair and they're the one that's been accusing them of having it instead of the one that's actually doing it. You know, pay attention to their phone habits. It's If they're always on it and won't let you near it, or if they take suspicious interest in deleting text messages or history or email or cookies or whatever, you need to pay attention to that. There's something going on there. You know, people should not have secrets. If you want to have a very, very difficult, conflict-ridden relationship, then you attack trust. If you want to create trust issues in a relationship, that's the best way to destroy it. You will tear the binder off the book and let the pages flow. Because when you create trust issues where there are secrets, where there's things that you cannot see, when it's, you know, a violation for you to look in my phone, that is a problem. That's a problem. There should not be secrets. If you can't understand the fact that trust is how you build a relationship with love, you get love through trust. You don't get trust through love. You can love someone and not trust them. But when you trust someone, the love grows. So in a relationship, you want to value trust above everything else. And without it, you're going to argue for the rest of your life. You're going to nag each other until you're dead. Unfortunately, the... Um, Unhappy cheater is also the type of man who becomes aggressive and violent because he no longer feels connected to the relationship and has become emotionally detached. And this, my friends, is called passive aggressive. When you notice your partner has this passive aggressive, quietness, pick your battle type of behavior, and then all of a sudden they blow up like they're Godzilla, that means that they're passive aggressive. They store things up like a, a teapot. And eventually it blows. And when it blows, it looks absolutely crazy. That is an unhappy person. And my friends, you need to take account for what's going on in their particular lives personally. You know, the the, the aftermath of an affair is, is a more of a relationship killer when cheating is due to anger or a lack of love, a low commitment or neglect, but not when infidelity was due to the situation. Though an emotionally impoverished primary relationship is the primary reason to end the relationship, having, having better as well as more frequent sex with the affair partner it was also a factor. So when you think about it, the, the findings in these various uh, samples and, and studies show that cheating isn't as simple as seeking out sex. There appear to be two main motivators, the situation and the broken relationship, which is called a lack of love. And so with the lack of love leading to more serious affairs, while we can use, you know, the information to identify warning signs, there's a better way that the, the importance of strengthening your relationship and your emotional connection with your primary partner is the most important thing that to, to do to value uh, uh, love to value your integrity, to value not having infidelity, not having secrets. That is a way to live a much more peaceful, calm, and fulfilling life. 
you're going to make a lot more memories as a person of integrity than you are of a person having affairs. You're going to keep more relationships in your life. You're going to have more value as a human being if you are managing your integrity. But you don't realize that till you're old and in a nursing home stuck by yourself where nobody shows up because you kept poking around at anything you could get your hands on. Now, for women, in every partnership, there's always a chance that one party will try to get more uh, than what they bargained for. Romantic relationships are no exception. More men cheat as they get older, and the gap only gets bigger from then on. And the lies can skew the data, but, uh, you know, after all, how, how can we trust the sincerity of a cheater? However, taking it to face value, one way to interpret is women of all ages commit adultery. The stigma of cheating women is higher than a man. It's not fair and, 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 and stupid, but it's also reality. Because infidelity, unlike uh, gender equality causes, is not just, it is not fair. As a matter of fact, fair is a place where they judge pigs. You know, because men have no such right in most societies, fighting for a woman's right to cheat on their partner is not likely to be popular. You know, but we have to wonder what makes a woman a cheater. Before we, we we discuss this, though, we need to think of what leads to infidelity and why they cheat. You know, it's it's very preposterous to assume that women will open their hearts and legs because there's a heartthrob around. There are women like that, but most women, especially married ones, don't do it that way. Ironically, reputation is not the primary motivation for why women don't cheat. Uh, Non-virgin women is not protecting her innocence because of what the uh, rumor mongering peers would say. But, and also they don't cheat because the man is not worth it. You know, oftentimes a woman will measure whether a man is worth having an affair with. You know, married women have high standards. They already found someone that they pleasure life to, a man that's a center of their hopes and dreams, and they would never risk for just anyone. But that doesn't mean they wouldn't. You know, a woman will rarely cheat on the man of their dreams. But if a man can keep his woman happy and satisfied, his partner is likely to stay loyal. But if the woman can see that staying with the man will lead to a desirable future, they will also want to stick with him. The, but the reverse is also true. If a woman is not happy with any aspect of the relationship, they would end up craving, lonely, un, unappreciated. That, that dissatisfaction turns into a small window of opportunity when other men who want to get close to them. So, for instance, if their love language is valid and compliments, that is going to be a very susceptible and easy way for a man to get a woman's attention who is married, who is unhappy, who is craving and lonely. You know, the truth is that marriage itself is the loneliest place on the earth when it's not working because you're stuck with this person who you're not happy with, who you're very dissatisfied with, who you've built up enormous resentments for. And if you don't resolve those issues, and if you don't humble yourself down enough to deal with those issues, you're going to have a hard time uh, having a great sex life, because usually the bedroom is the first battleground. You know, and also a, a, a woman will cheat because she's bored, or maybe because she has a cheating husband, or maybe she has an emotional disconnect because uh, their love faded away. Or maybe she just has an emotional disconnect, period. You know, and also it could be about power. You know, the power to choose their sexual partners at will without being constrained by societal norms 
can be a very stimulating thing for a woman. You know, men are more likely to cheat than married women cheating on their partner, but 20% of the men cheat on women, whereas 13% of the women cheat on men while married. There's data out there that shows that the percentage of cheating women is higher between uh, uh, 18 to 29, but in men, it's usually higher from 30 to 80. 80 years old. Nasty. Anyway, cheating also depends on democratic, excuse me, demographic and social factors. You know, so irrespective of gender, those who cheat on their partner first possess the traits of a cheater. And uh, those people also have the slippery slope of being able to do that in the future. You know, a female cheater, you can read cheating women's characteristics. Um, and so there's a few of them. Um, she number one would be that taboo is a part of her nature. One of the main uh, characteristics, as a matter of fact, biologically speaking, it should be genetically desirable for any living thing to mate as much as possible to propagate the species. But once in a while, a revolutionary personality, you know, comes along that doesn't care about the rules. And this kind of personality thrives on a living free. A wild child is more interested in instant gratification and living life to the fullest. And the female wild child, which probably has some kind of, uh, you know, sexual disease um, is or or virus is uh, easily tempted by excitement and fun, and they're easily bored, and they feel constrained by rules and traditions. And this type of woman leaves a stable partner for a deadbeat loser with the promise of an adventure, and they're okay with that. They also want to dominate the relationship. You know, the female version of the alpha male. Both uh, male and female versions of this are susceptible, but they are insatiable in most aspects of their life, including sex. They're always hungry. They're greedy. They're willing to use underhanded means to get what they want. And this is a female cheater. Hence, they cheat on their partners. And if they meet someone worthy of having a relationship with them, they'll commit superficially. However, it doesn't stop them from getting as many sexual partners as they can. And, and uh, you know, they also have the, the, the dominant and submissive. You know, some women naturally rebellious have learned while growing up to control their impulses. They learn to live with the bounds of society's expectations and do their best to keep up appearances. Then they get drunk, stressed due to external stimuli, and that causes them to have a temporary lapse in judgment and revert to their original natural state of domination or submission. And it's not... One of the more common characteristics, but it is a characteristic of cheaters. Also, we have the victims, the whiners, the people who steal the soul straight out of your body because all they see is they're a victim of this, that, or the other. A lot of women feel they're not being treated fairly in a relationship. A few feel that they have sacrificed too much of their individuality, dreams, uh, and their and their willingness to be happy. What you have to understand is what a woman looks for in a relationship is to be cherished. Cherished means I can't be the person I am without them. I don't even know why they're with me. I'm so lucky to have them. It's that way when I'm with them, they're my best friend. And when I'm not with them, they're my best friend. That's what a woman wants. If she can't get that, there's going to be problems. There's going to be nagging. There's going to be a lot of issues going on there. And once in a while, a woman will move down the ladder to apathy. And once they get to apathy, which means they've basically given up on love, they start to look around and they feel like a victim. 
And they resist infidelity at first, but eventually they succumb to it because uh, how poor their relationship is and how good it is with the other person. Emotional is how women look for some affairs. They need to have that fulfillment that they're not getting in their primary relationship. It's an emotional connection that they're primary looking for, you know, and especially their partner neglects their needs. They are wondering, you know, they are wondering who will cherish them. And so they will go seek that. There's also women that just plain old have a history of cheating. And if they've cheated before, and never told you it'd be better to find out if they have a history, because if they have a history, there's a good chance that they're going to continue down that slippery slope, no matter how good of a partner you are. Another thing that can be possible is that she has witnessed a history of cheating around her. And if that is something that she's been taught by her peers, by her relatives, by her mother, by whoever, sister, whatever, best friends, That's something that they're more susceptible to. That's why when you are married and all of a sudden your wife is suddenly has a lot of single friends, something there is going to influence their thought pattern. That is that woman's living a free single life. And she took her husband for half of what he has, or she took half of what they built together as a relationship or half of what maybe the same sex marriage built in a relationship. And so, yeah, now they're rich and they're free. Wow. Who wouldn't want that? I never thought about that. And all of a sudden they look at their single friends and they start to get excited about it. And yes, women have uh, what's called group think just as men do. And when they think that way, they start getting in that pack mentality and they want to be a part of the pack, the single women. So yes, Marriages can be at great duress when there are lots of single friends in either side of the marriage. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk more about women. And then we're really going to get down to the bottom line, which is solutions. So come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show... Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. 
If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about cheaters, the unfaithful. But right now, we're focused more on the women cheaters. Earlier, we talked about the men cheaters, if you want to roll it back a little bit. But some women like you know, like to be chased, but they, but they find it really tedious and exhausting to get in a long-term relationship. And if you're especially uh, women who are professionals, they want to be untethered. They want to be able to travel. They want to be able to excel in their company and make lots of money. You know, if you're with a woman who thinks that long-term relationships are boring mentally, physically, and emotionally, there's a really good chance that she'll cheat out of monogamy. So before you commit to a relationship, find out if she has intentions to keep a long-term relationship or if she just likes to flirt. You know, the bottom line is that kind of woman needs too much privacy. They put their password on their phone. They don't take calls, you know, in front of their partner. They also keep their friends and the office details to themselves. They make sure that their partner doesn't have many details to their life. They also generally have extramarital affairs and they make sure that no one else suspects that. So they don't want to leave their partner, but they want a double life secretly. And one of the most prominent characteristics of cheating women is this, the skill of lying. That they that kind of a woman who who can tell lies without with evidence and make people believe that she what she's saying is true. She is a potential cheater. And these women know what to say and when to say and how to present it. They might cheat on you. And when caught, they will cook up some story so unbelievable that you won't know what hit you. Rather than blaming you, her, you would be compelled to understand her situation. And one of the most common traits of cheaters is when they deny confrontation and choose to beat around the bush. You know, those kind of a woman. And by the way, these are also traits of men that men can use. But but women will talk about another man every every chance they get when they when asked, they will change the subject to avoid sharing details. And if that has happened before and is happening right now, that's a big red flag. If they're talking about this other guy in the office and he, da, 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 and he does this or I hate him, I can't stand that guy. Guess what? He's probably on the, the target list, you know. There's also the over-demanding female, and this one is the most essential characteristics of cheating women. Such women will always have the hunger for more. These cheating women are never satisfied with what they have. They'll always want more, be it money, love, care, emotional support, attention. They have a huge appetite for everything. Even when you try to make them happy, she needs more and is never happy. And these women are not unfaithful women by nature, but if someone who can meet their needs and crossroads with them and fill that bucket, they love it and they tend to slip up. There's also the jealous type of female and female cheaters are mostly the jealous kind. And these cheating people will cheat if they have already been cheated on and they hate to be cheated on. But if their partner betrays them, they'll become a woman who cheats to give their partner the taste of their own medicine. And they don't have a personality of a cheater, but hurt and pain are agonizing. And that is and makes them incredibly jealous and makes sure that they want to hurt you back in the same way that you hurt them. 
you know, also, um, the, the, sometimes uh, cheating ladies characteristically are, when they're caught become suddenly emotionally unavailable. And there could be numerous characteristics of cheater, but if she's at the point where she no longer cares for your needs and doesn't give you the bare minimum of attention and time, that's probably a cheater. Sometimes these women find comfort in someone else because their partners have pushed them and they feel the need uh, to, to feel happy and will find their happiness at any cost. Unfortunately, one of the most common traits of cheating women is that she knows how to shift the blame on their partner. That's a term called gaslighting. And these women have perfect personality of a cheater. They always make people believe their partner has wronged them. They had no choice to find happiness outside of the relationship. And they also find it easy to get inside their partner's head and make them feel guilty even when they're not at fault. And one of the significant characteristics of a cheating wife is that she's afraid to get divorced. She might be fed up with her partner or married life, but she will never break off the relationship, especially if there's children involved. Such women cheat to fulfill their emotional and physical needs, and they bring their actions to the limelight. So their partner either accepts this way of living or ends the relationship. And so, you know, thinking about it, uh, most of the time when women feel unsatisfied emotionally, it creates a void in their physical connectivity. Rather than looking for physical pleasure, women seek an emotional connection with someone who can make them feel loved. And so a lack of communication, suppose a woman feels that she's unable to communicate over the years, the communication between the couple fades, if not taken care of. And so women seek comfort of words with someone when they can share their feelings. Also, women with low self-esteem can create thousand doubts in your mind and can lead to depression when they have that, that that low self-esteem and it causes a whole lot of things like eating disorders alcoholism cheating on your partner and after marriage women start families and get busy with many things but here are some things that they want from their partner at any cost they want to feel special every day of their life they want to feel important they want their partner to make them laugh women also want to be valued and be the best version of themselves to help their partner and if they don't get that kind of support, it increases their chance of cheating. Also, women uh, who are not sexually satisfied are more likely to cheat on their partner. If a woman often has to fake orgasms with their partner or never gets to experience the climax, they'll eventually look for a physical connection. People who have sexual infrequency and in incompatible in bed have an increased probability of being cheated on money and power is also an ingredient sometimes women cheat to get ahead of their careers or achieve success or to have something they've never had which is money power home society things they could do travel you know these women take advantage of opportunity presented with infidelity and so they don't cheat until they're getting something they desire which is powerful and so Unfortunately, these are the top women, the reasons that women jump into these kind of things. You know, if you want to protect your relationship from infidelity, make sure you're making choices that are best interest of your relationship. And this means you are cons uh, consciously making the effort to better yourself and save your relationship. That means you do what is right instead of what is easy. Do what is right. Instead of what is easy. If you are someone who believes in God, that is what God wants you to do. Do what is right for you as a couple. That is your job. 
hopefully you'll make a conscious choice to stay on track and do what's best. And if you don't, you'll find yourself in a lot of trouble, probably in a lot of debt. And the truth is, you never know who you marry till you divorce them. Because when you divorce them, well, I think all of you know what happens. It's nasty. You know, make sure you are openly communicating. If you're not tackling communication with your partner, if that is not an issue for you, it needs to be. Because communication is sexy. People who communicate make a much better marriage, have much better intimacy, have a much better life, have much better humor, have much better joy. They also have much better relationships. You know, true spirituality is making room for another person in your life. And that is your partner. And if you can make room for them, that creates enormous opportunities for you and your partner to enjoy and have a full and rich life. It's also important that you don't keep secrets. Because secrets, even about the smallest things, makes it easier to keep the big issues quiet too. So if you're going to keep a small secret, what is the big secret that you're really going to keep? You know, keeping secrets of any kind is the first step towards damaging a relationship that used to be a strong one. And clearly identifying your unmet needs or concerns to your spouse. If you're not communicating about your needs and wants, you know, I'd prefer, I would prefer this, I would prefer that. Communicate with a preference, not an expectation. And guess what? You might get your needs met. You know, if you're feeling like, you know, love or romance is missing from your relationship, it's important you communicate this. You also need to create a system of understanding that intimacy isn't always intercourse. It is all kinds of things. Holding hands, touching, kissing, you know, foreplay, pre-foreplay, whatever. Massages. There's all kinds of intimacy out there. You don't have to focus on the orgasm all the time, but maybe you can create orgasms through other ways. And that is what people have to do. But if you're slipping into the same sex over and over called married sex, uh, you're probably going to be pretty boring and you're probably not going to get what you want over time because both of you are probably sick of doing the same thing, you know, but we have to understand identifying cheating, you know, f flirting is also cheating, glaring at other people that you're sexually attracted to is cheating. An affair can be emotional only, meaning that they are your best friend. You're obsessed with that person, but you're married to someone else. Well, that other person's not supposed to be your best friend. I'm sorry. You can have a friend, but that doesn't mean you're having an emotional affair where you're getting in the way of the time you spend with your partner and your family. That's uncalled for. And it's nice to have friends. It's great to have friends and to spend time with them. But if you're having an emotional affair with another person that you actually are sexually attracted to, you're going to gravitate more time to them than you are to your partner. And you're going to put their needs above everybody else's, except for maybe your children. You know, the truth is, if if you're spending a lot of time with another person, that is a big, another person of the opposite sex, let's say, or if you're, you're gay and you're spending with somebody of the same sex, it's probably going to turn into an affair if you're going to really, really deeply invest in time with that person. What's important for all of us to understand is that we have to spend quality time with our partner. Everyone wants to be loved. Everyone wants to be needed. Everyone wants to be cared for. Compassion, 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 compassion. That is what a relationship is about. Feelings are always the most important part of a relationship. 
every time, every day, every conversation, validating feelings, understanding feelings, understanding your partner's perception, even if you don't agree with it, is huge. Okay, that's a good point. I understand what you're saying. Okay, so you're feeling like this, this, this about me. I get that. Okay, that's compassion. Don't go out and go, I'm not that way. That's not right. Remember when this happened? You know, trying to be right is the ugliest, most unattractive quality a human being can have. You know, I advise couples to spend not just quality time, but also like memories, make memories, plan memories, plan opportunities, and talk about what it's going to mean to you to go on this vacation. What it's going to mean to the other person to go on the vacation. What's going to mean to the kids to go on this vacation and meet those meanings in the vacation so everybody gets something out of it. You know, it, it's really important that uh, also affectionate touching uh, uh, is really powerful about our sexual feelings. That two-foot space around us is the magnet for our love. And when people enter that two-foot intimate space, we are well aware of that. And the deal is, is that should belong to your partner. That is a space for your sexual intimacy with your partner. They should own that real estate. And you should own their real estate, which is a two-foot around your partner. And if you don't enter it, somebody else will claim your real estate. And the last thing you want to do is find yourself alone with a member of the opposite sex. You know, if contact with that person is a must, then make sure it's always in a public space. Others around, do not place yourself in a corner with uh, where further action is possible. You also might uh, think you'll have no problem turning anything down if it shows, bub. But once you're already in that situation, it's incredibly easy for people to keep going with the flow of what's happening in that scenario. You know, if you're going to fall into the trap of infidelity, the other thing you don't want to do is compare your partner to this other person. They're not comparable. They're two different people. We don't compare. That is not a good thing to do, is do comparative thinking in any way, shape, form, or passion. You know, if you need to tune up your ears if your partner feels they're neglected, unwanted, or being tolerated. That's huge. That's huge. You also want to stay romantic. And that means that you fantasize about going to different places and doing different things. And it doesn't have to be intercourse. It could be going to a beautiful restaurant with a beautiful scenery. It could be going to a, a, a friend's you know, a event and enjoying that. You know, that is all a part of living. All right. That's our show. Thank you for listening. I love hearing from you. And you could do that at voiceamerica.com, the empowerment and health and wellness channels. Also, Dr. Barry, Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology is the name of the show. And remember, cheater and ready-to-be cheaters spend their time accusing the other of having an affair. Also, if you cheated on tests in school, believe this, you have a 67% higher chance than the average person, the average person to have an affair. Also, what would happen to our society if the IRS audits also included extramarital flings? Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you.